Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. Our message is titled, No Matter What, No Matter What. And so, you know, no matter what this year brings, God's love will be present in every moment and circumstance that you face. No matter what you went through last year, God's love is still with you. No matter what mistakes you will make in the future, God will love you through it. And no matter what you feel like right now, God's love is overwhelming for you. No matter what. As a Christian, we know that God loves us. It's like, you know, Christian Basics 101. It's simple. But how firm is that foundation of love that you are standing on right now? Do you truly feel loved by God no matter what? Or are there times where thing, where uh, there are things that always seem to make you feel distant? and unloved by God. You know, I feel like in times of struggle, it's easy to lose sight of God's unfailing love. We can easily begin to measure God's love for us through what our circumstances reveal. If things are going great, we think, oh, it's because God loves us right now. We're doing good. We're checking all the boxes. That's why. If things seem dark and troublesome, we believe the lie that it's because God doesn't love us or we did something to deserve punishment. We feel distant from him. We feel like we're not accepted, not approved. There's something in between us. It's easy to feel alone and discouraged in our trials because we feel like we should just believe. We shouldn't be worrying. We shouldn't have doubt. You know, we shouldn't feel lonely. We shouldn't cry or feel angry, whatever it is. Why are we, uh, I'm a Christian, I should know better. But the truth is, is we are human. We are not perfect humans and definitely not perfect moms. I'll be the first to say. (laughs) We are trying our best and sometimes our best is paired with the reality of our humanness. I'll say that again. Sometimes when we are giving our very, very best, very, our very best, it will be paired with the reality of our humanness. If the enemy can make the truth of God's love for us blurry, he can easily begin to distract and discourage us from God's truth and cause us to believe his well-crafted lies. When we feel less than perfect, we become timid and afraid to approach God. We begin to seek, we begin to hide from him rather than run to him. We feel less motivated to pray and seek him and more drawn to worry, anxiety, fear, and isolation. But all of these feelings are rooted in fear, which is rooted in the enemy himself. So today I believe that God wants to remind us reassure us and lavish us in his unfailing love his love that is with us no matter what we face in the good and joyful times of our life and even in the struggles god's love is powerful 
And when we fully experience the truth and the power of God's love, we experience so much freedom and joy. God doesn't want us living this Christian life without the power and realization of his love. God is a father to his children. And in the same way that nothing can separate our kids from our love, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So right now, do you feel like there is something, you can't quite put your finger on it, but something in between you and God, in between you and his love, separating you, putting a wedge? If not, great. That means that God has really been able to convince you that he loves you. But sometimes, even as strong Christians, there's something that is trying to put a wedge between that. And that is not what God wants because he loves us. And so today we're going to talk about three points. And the first one is through the journey. The second one is times of doubt. And the last one is perfect performance. And so let's jump into through the journey. This is the verse that I'm going to share in Romans 8, 38 through 39, that God really spoke this message to me. In the past couple of weeks, he's been, I've been reading it. And it's just been coming up over and over. And I'm like, okay, like God, you're really trying to speak to me. And so um, I'm going to start off with this verse. And it says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I mean, what a powerful scripture. God is trying to show us that no matter what we encounter, his love is still present. He is fully aware that along the journey of life, there will be many ups and downs, many great seasons, and maybe a couple of dark seasons. You know, what season do you find yourself in right now? Can you see the love of God in the midst? God's love is a firm foundation that we can stand on no matter what life throws our way. It is the only thing that will keep us grounded when the winds and the waves begin to pick up. It is the only thing that gives us hope in the middle of challenging circumstances. God's love. I found myself um, personally feeling alone in the middle of my struggle with anxiety. Like I've shared with most of y'all, this random, crazy anxiety that came out of nowhere this past year for me and has tried to linger months out, right? And y'all know my journey for the most part. And, you know, I had so much support from my husband and my close friends, friends helping me navigate through this unexpected wave of anxiety this past year. But there were times that I still felt all alone. It's like this feeling of, People are there helping you and, and, and God is there, but you still feel alone in your struggle. And, you know, recently I felt like God kept speaking to me this verse that I just shared above over and over. 
And I would just read it and be like, okay, yeah, God, cool, your love, nothing separates me from your love. Okay, you know, like, you, you read it, and it's easy to read it and be like, oh, that's nice, that's a pretty verse, like, oh, God loves me. But I kept thinking about it, and I felt like God was trying to show me a deeper glimpse of his love for me. That for me, even in the overwhelming and dark feelings of anxiety, that his love was still there with me. That my struggle with anxiety was not going to separate me from his love. Sometimes I did feel separated from his love. I felt like I should have learned how to control it already. I should have just have faith. Just think positive. Just do this and you'll be fixed. Just do what your counselor said. Just write it down. Just be fixed already. And I felt, I felt like I fell sometimes and I would just feel defeated and stuck in the same cycle. But God has been reminding me that he is with me through the journey. He will not abandon me in my struggle, in my fears, in my worries, but he will be with me through it all because he loves me. So whatever you are facing right now, God is walking with you and he'll be with you through the journey. He is not mad at you, telling you to just get it right already, to just fix it, to just have faith and stop worrying. He understands our struggles. He understands we're human and that we're trying our best. And he isn't afraid to stick it out with you. He isn't afraid to stick it out with you. He will walk with you one step at a time as he reassures you that nothing can separate you from his love. And I'm sure many of you have heard of that classic poem called Footprints. And we kind of know it, like we know, maybe you don't, and if you don't, well, you'll soon know. But it, you know, it's like sometimes maybe your grandma has it in their, in the living room and it's like old and people get the concept of this poem. But <clears throat> as I was putting this message together, I really felt it on my heart to share the actual poem. And I want to read it to you um, and I want you to just really listen to it and really allow it to be as if God is sharing this with you. Um, and it goes like this. <laughs> One night, a man had a dream, and he dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to him and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of life, there was only one set of footprints. And he also noticed that it happened to be at the very lowest and saddest times in his life. This really bothered him, and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there was only one set of footprints. And I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, My son, for us, my daughter, my precious child, I love you and I would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. And that concludes the poem. 
I wish I had a more angelic voice to share it with you to make it like more powerful, like instrumental music in the back. But it was then that he carried us. And it, this, this uh, poem just made me think of the journey, the times of doubt, the times when we're going through stuff and we don't feel God and we feel like, where are you? Abandon me. But his love is always there. And that is when he carried us, when we felt weak and we couldn't do it alone. And so I just thought that was a sweet, powerful poem. But I'm going to end with this verse um, for our first point through the journey. And this verse is Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. It says, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. And here's the one, I, the part of the verse I want to point out. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. It says your roots will grow down into what God's love and that is what will keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. I mean, that verse is powerful. It's saying, and know it's hard to understand, but God's love is long and wide and deep. It is so consuming. It is so powerful. And he's saying, I just wish you would understand that your roots will grow down deep in his love because that will keep you strong through the journey. And our second point is times of doubt. Times of doubt. I'm going to start with this verse, Mark, Mark 9, 22 through 24. And this uh, verse comes from a, a, a little bit of a longer story. Um, and it, and it, I'll explain it right now. But it says, The Spirit often throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. So this is a man going to Jesus, and he's asking Jesus to heal his son, who is uh, possessed with the demon, who is causing him to have seizures and throwing him into water and fire and trying to ultimately kill him. So he's possessed, and he's saying, Jesus, like, this is what's going on. Here's my son. So continuing... He says, have mercy on us and help us if you can. Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. And the, the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me to overcome my unbelief. I mean, and it went on um, and Jesus basically healed his son and he was delivered and, you know, the rest of the story goes on, but Jesus did it. But when, May, when I read this verse, I was like, how many times have I said, God, can you just fix me? Like, if you can, like, if you want to, like, I don't know, like, can you take this away from me? Like, can you do this? Or, you know, if you can, how many times have we prayed like that? And, and how many times have we prayed, but we're just still overcome by the unbelief? Like, will it actually happen though? You know, like, yeah. So anyways, let me go on. Have you ever doubted God, but felt guilty for it? Have you been afraid to admit that you're struggling to believe God for an answered prayer? Maybe you've been praying for a loved one to be healed or even to be saved, or for your marriage to be rekindled, or your kids to succeed or to conceive again. 
or to find breakthrough from depression and anxiety or whatever it is. Even though you're praying for it, the other side of you doesn't know how in the world it will happen. Your circumstances are screaming at you. It's impossible. But the Holy Spirit is trying to simply tell you to believe. It's hard to believe sometimes, and you're not the only one who struggles to have faith. You know, sometimes in our doubt, we begin to doubt God's love for us. But God's love for us is his motivation to answer our prayers. He loves us so much, and his heart longs to answer our deepest prayers, our deepest longings that are according to his will for us. When the answers to our prayers are delayed, that is not an indication of God withdrawing his love for us. God's love is present when you are full of faith or full of doubt, when your prayers are answered and when they're not. His love cannot be affected or changed by our feelings or our circumstances. It is always present. And what I love about the scripture we just read above about the man was that he was desperate for his son to be healed. He was crying out to God for a miracle, but he still doubted. But what did he do with his doubt? He didn't go and hide and run away from God. He was honest with Jesus and asked him to help him overcome his unbelief. He was honest saying, you know what, God, like straight up, like it's hard for me to believe this right now. But he was desperate. And Jesus did just that. He still answered his prayers. He delivered and healed his son. So today, I encourage you to give Jesus your doubt. Admit it to him. Talk to him about it. And be reminded that he loves you regardless. And he still answers prayers even when you doubt. Because he is a God of miracles. And I'm going to end on this verse. On this Point this verse, 1 John 4, 16 through 19, and it says, We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. I'll read that again. Such love, God's love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for the fear of punishment and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. And it ends by saying we love each other because he loved us first. I mean, this is a beautiful scripture about God's love. He is love. He lives in us. We love like him because Jesus is growing his love inside of us. And then it goes on to say, um, just like I read, you know, when we um, are afraid, when we are fearful, it shows that we haven't fully understood his love yet. And it's a journey to understand his love. It's not going to be overnight in your normal if you still have doubts, that's what our Christian faith and journey is all about. Growing in Christ, understanding his love more. And the more and more that we do, the more freedom from fear we experience. The more freedom 
we experience to fully embrace his love. And I know that that's what I want. I'm sure that's what everyone else wants, you know? And so the more that we grow in God, the more we understand his love, the more confident we are, fearless, strong, and free, you know? So what a beautiful scripture. And ending on this last point, perfect performance. Let's talk about that. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. It says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Long story short, there's nothing we did or can do to be saved. We can't earn it. It is his grace when we simply believe that Jesus is a son of God and that God raised him from the dead, period. We can't boast about like, oh yeah, I'm like super Christian because like, um, I like do all this like really cool stuff and I'm always like serving God. And so, yeah, I'm going to boast about it. No, God saved us by his grace. And so, hold on one second. Do you feel like you have to earn God's love and acceptance by performing perfectly at times? Do you feel more loved by God when you get it all right compared to the times that you fall short? The truth is our performance, whether good or bad, can't separate us from God's love. But so many times we feel that way. We naturally feel distant from God when we believe we are not measuring up. But if God, if Jesus died for us while we were still sinners, how much more does he love us in the midst of our mess? He doesn't expect us to get it right every time. He isn't calling us to be perfect. It's a journey of sanctification. It's not an overnight experience. What I mean is, the closer we get to Christ, the more and more the Holy Spirit does a work in our hearts. He will prune us in areas that are not benefiting us. He will remove sin from our life little by little. He will make something beautiful out of our life. And it makes me think of this story I once heard. Um, a man, um, it, it compared Jesus um, coming into our heart, salvation. And, you know, so many times we think, oh, I have to get all fixed up before I come to Christ. Or when I accept him, I have to fix my life overnight. But there's a story of a man who finds this abandoned uh, building. He goes in, he looks around, and it's abandoned, tore down, messed up. And what does he do? He chooses to buy it. He chooses to say, you know what? I see so much potential here. I could do this, this, and that. I could clean it up. I could repair what is broken. I could build this. I could create this. I could fix this. I could turn this place around. And so as time goes on, little by little, he begins to do it. He begins to clean the the place he begins to fix what's broken he gets to, begins to repair it and days and months I don't know how long time goes on and one day he looks at it and says look at this beautiful masterpiece look at all the great things that are going to take place in this amazing building that is repaired and beautiful and fixed and up and running and ready to do whatever it's going to do right how beautiful is this 
and it goes on to 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 do what fulfill the purpose that the man created it to do and so in the same way that is how jesus approaches us he doesn't come and say okay so like here's salvation fix yourself up call me when you're fixed and then we can do some stuff he doesn't look at that building and say oh man like i'm not messing with that or hey fix yourself up figure it out and i'll be back when you're ready and you're all perfect so that we can do what's destined to be done here and so i think you get the picture i'm illustrating but jesus looks at us he sees potential he repairs what's broken he cleans up the dirty places and he prepares us for the good works that he planned for us long ago and you know so stop measuring god's love for you by your performance begin to focus your heart on god's perfect and unfailing love for you rather than your imperfect love for him how much do you love your kids can they do anything that would make you not love them anymore? I mean, like, really think about it. You, you might be like, oh, like, but honestly, maybe they didn't nap again today and they're super fussy the rest of the day, you know? Or maybe they threw their entire plate of dinner on the floor that you just handed to them because they didn't want it. <laughs> maybe they hit you in the face with a toy. Maybe they got in trouble at school again. Maybe they told you those dreaded words, I hate you, mom because you discipline them for a worthy cause you know who knows but these circumstances or even more intense ones you would still passionately love your children you know god's love is the same way for us it's perfect and flawless he loves us more way more perfectly than we could even love our kids and his love for us is full of grace and mercy his love for us isn't going anywhere. So I want you to take a deep breath today and truly inhale his love. Truly take it all in. Believe that it's for you and receive his love with no expectations, with no rules, with no whatever it is, just for this moment. Embrace his love for you. It's not based off of your performance, but truly out of God's love for you. And I'm going to end with these two scriptures in Romans 3, 23 to 24 it says, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace <coughs> freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. So we've all messed up, but yet God makes us right in his sight freely. Hebrews 4, 15 through 16 says, the high priest of this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same testings that we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. And what I love about this verse is it says, come boldly to his throne. And sometimes we go boldly to his throne when we feel like we've had perfect performance, when we're doing it all right. But he's saying in our weakness, in this verse, he's saying when you need mercy, when you need grace. I mean, how many times when you, you, you've missed the mark and you feel defeated and you feel weak and like you've messed up, do you like, okay, I'm coming Jesus, like boldly, you know? It's rare that we have that, that attitude because we're timid and afraid 
but he's saying just come boldly to our gracious God. And that's when we'll find his mercy, his grace, and his help when we need it the most. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Revive Moms on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If Revive Moms has been life-giving to you, then we'd love to connect with you as a church family. To learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.